What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Brick House here at House Call Sports. I'm here with Joe, Nick, and Josh. My name is Matt, and we're going to be talking about all things NBA today. We got a John Morant suspension that we're going to go over. We got some finals underdogs that we're going to go over. We got a bunch of other stuff that we're going to go over. But first, I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, and that's Liquid IV. Go get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use your code at the checkout. That's 25% off anything you order. We use the promo code the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast at Liquid IV. Dot com, And we got to start with John Morant. John Morant was officially suspended by the NBA for eight games without pay for conduct detrimental to the league. The NBA says the discipline is in response to the March 4th incident where Ja was holding a gun while drunk in a Denver nightclub. Ja will not be able to return until March 20th versus Dallas. Ja had a meeting with the NBA's commissioner, Adam Silver, to discuss his behavior that has been out of control lately. It started obviously following a game between the the Pacers and the Grizzlies on January 29th where in Memphis where a, a bunch of friends of Ja aggressively confronted members of the Pacers traveling party near the team's bus in the loading area of FedEx Forum. And later someone in a slow-moving SUV, which Morant was riding in, said uh, a trained laser beam was on them. And then March 1st, obviously we get the stories, two separate incidents over the summer. One was a pickup basketball game where Ja assaulted a 17-year-old kid and threatened him with a gun. The other one was where uh, a security guard incident where Morant's mother reportedly got into a dispute with a store employee before calling Ja, and then a bunch of his friends showed up and reportedly heckled, reportedly heckled the security guard and threatened his safety once he got off of work. A police report was made, but no arrests were made. Um, but uh, listen, he also just had an interview with Jalen Rose last week where Ja said the gun, the gun in the, the, the nightclub video wasn't even his. He admitted his mistakes. But he and he's also enrolling in a counseling program in Florida. So obviously just a, a, a an immensely layered situation here. You know, it's just an insane situation with John Moran. We haven't seen something like this in a long time with the with the NBA superstar. So, Joe, I'm going to go to you first on this man. Obviously, he got an eight game suspension. Do you think that was a fair suspension? Eight games. And, and what are your overall thoughts on the situation? I'm surprised it wasn't more. I'm surprised it wasn't more. I mean, he's like if you, you guys watch the Jalen Rose interview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched literally an excerpt of it, just Jaw speaking, and it's absolutely hilarious. This man was handed a script, and they're like, his PR team's like, listen, if you don't say it like this, you're going to be out of the league. And he was just like, oh, okay. And he's like, oh, I finally realized what I have to lose. Oh, the million do- the millions of dollars in your bank account and the endorsement deals and the, the primetime TV spots and all this other stuff didn't wasn't a, a good enough sign for you, bud. You didn't realize what you had until now. Oh, and maybe it's going to go away. I can't just do whatever I want. And then he's like, you know, I'm not a violent person. You beat the shit out of a 17-year-old and then threatened with a gun. Oh, you're not violent? You don't you don't condone violence. You literally are in this because of violent behavior. Like, oh, I don't condone violence. Well, you literally do it all the time, apparently. You like literally, Matt just laid it out for us. You have had multiple incidences where there has been, you know, threatened threats on people's lives, firearms, uh, confrontation, uh, physical contact. I mean, everything. And you're gonna sit there. On like this is the most embarrassing ESPN primetime interview that I've ever seen since LeBron said he was taking his talents to South Beach. All right, this is you this really is how sad that 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 <laughs> it's no longer number one on my list. This was the most embarrassing. Jaws interview outdid LeBron going to South Beach. All right, and and I just it is that bad. It is a bad look for him. It is a bad look for Memphis, and it is a bad look for the NBA. And everyone's like, all of these old heads are trying to come and defend Ja. Why? Why are we defending him? Why are why are people coming out and being like, oh, well, we were in the club, we were doing wild stuff. Yeah, but you didn't go and post it on social media. 
All right. Social media back then didn't exist. It exists now. And would some of these guys have gotten in trouble for it back then? Absolutely. But you know what? It's a different time. It's a different age. And jaw has to be able to manage himself a little bit better than this. Unfortunately, he's going to end up back in the league. I doubt he's going to con- like control himself. We're probably, this isn't the last we're going to hear about it. I think there's going to be something else, but realistically this hurts the Grizzlies a lot and it hurts yeah. jaw a lot. And it's not a good look at all. And I, it, it, I laughed the entire interview. I thought it was the, it, it might as well have been on comedy, comedy central because it was just hilarious. If you know that he probably didn't mean a single damn word he said. Yeah, I'm uh, as far as for for Jaws, you know, career, I hope that he means everything that he's saying, because it's it's a super, you know, it's 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 your it's it's your life. Like you you work so hard to get to this point and now you're just going to throw it all away because you want to look cool in the club. He wants to be like, a thug, bro. Yeah, that's, he wants to be street, bizarre. man. And it's apparently you, you, there's there, there's a rule. I forget who it was. I remember some sports guy said this. He said you can't be a gangster and make a lot of money. Right. Unless you're in like unless you're a rapper, re- realistically. There's certain industries where you get rapping, you know, stuff like that. You can't be this guy and be in a professional sort of setting like the NBA. That shit's for that shit's in the rap career. That shit's in you know all that stuff like that. That's where that that goes, and it's the truth. I mean, you think about a lot like back, you know, '90s to early 2000s. That's those guys were thugs. They had guns. They had vests. They shot people. I mean, shit shit went down. All right. The NBA isn't that. If you want to be street, you want to be hood, you're not going to do it making hundreds of millions of dollars. It, it's just not going to happen for that. You're not. You, I don't see yeah. That. And I think and I think, <laughs> listen, the the he's still a 23 year old kid, really. Like oh, he's yeah. 23 years old. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to I'm not going to fully crucify him because he's so young. God knows if you would have given the 23 year old version of me 100 million dollars, what I would have been doing. I probably I don't know if I would have been you know, beating the shit out of 17 year olds and, you know, having guns on my IG live, but I would have been doing some crazy shit too, you know? So uh, Nick, I'll go to you, man. What are your, what are your thoughts on this? What this, this whole jaw situation? Hey, I think the, I think I was uh, surprised just by what the eight game suspension or the add on suspension. Uh, it, it should have been a little bit more. I think that the NBA didn't want to miss seeing jaw in the playoffs. So they didn't, they didn't uh, suspend him longer. Uh, I think that the the Grizzlies need to really, really keep a, lo- a, a short leash, really short leash on on John Morant, and just keep track on everything that he he needs to be doing because uh, we just don't want to see this situation keep continuing to unfold like this because he is a very special talent in the league, and he's he's one of the like uh, he's one of the gr- greatest point guards to watch right now uh, in this NBA to be watching. So. He needs to. He just needs to be a better role model for all the young kids out there, and and to get his act together. Yeah, like you said, he's got to realize the thing that the the things that he's doing, like the how how many people look up to him, how many people want to be like John Morant, and then he's doing you know stuff like this, and it's mm-hmm. it's frustrating to see. And all it just seemed like it all came out of nowhere. Like he was he was good up until like the start of the, the you know start of twenty twenty three, and then it's just been like something every month, you know. So. Um, Josh, man, what are your thoughts on this Josh situation? You think that suspension was fair? Um, I just, uh, I'm more worried about his like long-term, uh, mental health at this point. Um, it, it kind of worries me who he's keeping around him. Uh, there's, uh, Jay Williams said it best eight days in a counseling program. Isn't going to fix this. Um, he's trying to 
uh, just put a Band-Aid on, on this situation. And honestly, it kind of makes me sad. Like, he's such a talent to watch, but it's who he's keeping around him at this point. Um, you, you all remember that AI talking about practice, practice. Like, we talking about practice right now. He was, a, he was someone that was similar where he was trying to bring people up that he grew up with into his life with him. And that's who he surrounded himself with. And his friend died from some sort of activity going on at home, stuff that he was trying to leave behind, AI. And um, I think Ja is going through a similar thing. Uh, Shannon Sharp and Gilbert Arenas were in an interview and they were talking about yeah, him and his friends go to clubs and they stay out till the lights turn on. What NBA star is staying at a club until the lights turn on like four, five, James six, Harden. seven, eight in the morning? Hey, hey, hey. James not, till the, not till the lights turn on. No, 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 no. Harden knows how to do it. Harden knows how to do it, okay? John Morant is not surrounding himself with the people that need that he needs to at this point. He is... Uh, he might lose out on that max deal because because of this suspension and everything going on, which is uh, he might lose out on close to 40 million in his next max yeah. deal um, from this. It, it's it's it it's at a point where, Ja, you got to make a choice. Like, are you going to, you know, put in the work necessary and surround yourself with the people necessary to take that next step in the NBA and be a professional? Uh, it, it's it's up in the air right now. I am worried about him long-term at this point. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, listen, it's, you know, any, anybody who wants to make a big life change period, like you actually have to do the work to change, you know, and he obviously needs to, to, you know, obviously we all want to keep our, our, our friends around from when we were kids and, you know, you want us to be like, Oh, okay. These are, these are the dudes I came up with. Right. But you know, there's certain people where I, I know I, I have, and I know I'm sure all of you guys have too, where it's like, if you want to do something, you got to you got to cut these people out of your life because they're right. not productive for you. They're not doing anything that's productive that you want to be around. So mm-hmm. um, Jaws got to realize that. But I want to take this from a, a, a Grizzlies perspective a little bit, too. Like, I think as far as the Grizzlies, you know, we, we were talking about them as maybe coming out of the West this year. I don't think I don't think that's even in the realm of possibility anymore. Like this situation is too big for them to overcome. It's too big of a distraction. I don't think they were good enough. I, I think they might have been good enough. To, to get there, but now they're definitely not. And, and, you know, if there was already a big enough like target on their back, as far as like people not liking the Grizzlies, I don't think this is going to help because, you know, obviously we want to see Ja get better, but it's like the, 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 there's just always something coming out of the Grizzlies. Now we saw Dylan Brooks, like shoving a, a cameraman the other day, like, her, like hurting a cameraman for no apparent reason, like all the stuff that's been happening with the Grizzlies. So the Grizzlies are just becoming even more, or even less likable and likable as we as we continue. And, you know, now there's a report as, you know, as a report as well that the Grizzlies are going to be leaving cities immediately following games, you know, to avoid more jaw drama. So it's like not only has that affected the on-court performance of the Grizzlies because he's been out, but it affects the way they operate on a day-to-day basis, like how they do business, how they travel. Like it's 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 just the, the whole situation is wild and it's all bad for Memphis. I don't see them getting out of the first round now. I think whoever they meet in the first round is gonna is gonna give it to them because there's just way too much going on in Memphis. But right, right now it's Dallas. No way they're beating Dallas in a seven-game no. series. You know who's right there? Man, I want it to happen. The Golden State Warriors. They are in that seventh seed right now. You know, they're they're on a they're on a skid, but I'd love to see a first round three-six matchup of Memphis and the Warriors. 
I would too. Any, any, any more, you know, Warriors Grizzlies games that we can get it, the better because every single time we get one, we see Clay. Like I, I love like petty Clay. Like play. Like we saw in the yeah. game yesterday. He's counting. He's counting one, two, three, four on his fingers. Like looking over at Dylan Brooks. Like you have zero. I have four. Like that. I, I love that type of shit. So if we can get that in the first round, amazing. But yeah, I'm, I don't have much hope for much hope for Memphis at this point because it's yeah. they just got too much going on. But we're gonna transition to something a little bit more exciting and a little bit more a little bit less depressing. Okay, we're gonna transition <laughs> to the MVP debate. Josh's boy Joel Embiid. As of a month ago, the straw polls had Jokic over with over seventy percent of the vote. Now, as of now, Joel Embiid has taken over as the betting favorite to win the MVP and has taken the top spot on the NBA's official MVP ladder. Denver recently had a four-game losing streak, but is still comfortably the West's number one seed, while Philly now has a better record than Denver and is the East's number two seed. They just jumped Joe and Nick's Boston Celtics for the two seed out East. So I see that big smile over there on Josh's face. So I'm going to go to Josh first on this one. Is Joel Embiid the favorite? for MVP right now. And is he going to end up winning it in the end? Joel MVP right now. He <laughs> is score. It, he, they're on an eight game winning streak. The Sixers are, he scored over 30 points in his last nine games. Eight of those are wins uh, on that streak. He beat Allen Iverson, the Allen Iverson and the Wilt Chamberlain for the longest 30 plus game streak in Sixers history. And is tied with Luka Doncic. You remember, you guys remember that Luka Doncic chair, like right before the all-star break, he was going on a monstrous scoring tear. He just tied Luka Doncic for the most 30 point games in a row for this season. Uh, let me go ahead and uh, reel some numbers off. 31, 42, 39, 39, 34, 36, 38, 31, all in wins, okay? Uh, one of those was a game winner against Portland. He has defeated, in that span, defeated the Bucks and the Cavs, who are too, too big, you know, rivals coming up in the playoffs right now. They're, they're hitting that stride. And you know what? They're only two games back of, of that number one seed with, you know, the Bucks need to, need to get something going because they're 9-1 in the last 10 with him. And, you know, Joel... Embiid is finally getting his flowers. Uh, the Nuggets are five and five in their last ten. And I know last last week Matt said that we are kind of you know don't emphasize you know one two losses in the regular season, but this is a huge stretch for your team to be hitting their stride going into the playoffs. And it has me worried for the Nuggets going into the playoffs. And I think MVP voters are seeing the same thing. Let's go, Joel. <laughs> yeah, I think, listen, it's, it has certainly, and, and it's certainly got a lot closer for me over the last, you know, 10 or so games because the Nuggets have been going, you know, steadily down and the Sixers have been going steadily up. Now the Sixers have a better record than the Nuggets do. And, you know, that was partially my argument was, you know, Jokic, you know, even though, you know, Embiid's putting up crazy numbers, Jokic is on a better team. He's leading his team to more wins. And now it's the opposite. Embiid is, has brought his team above. So <laughs> I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to <laughs> Josh is super, super, super excited over there in the corner. Nick, I'm going to go to you, man. Who's the MVP right now? Uh, so I, I'm right there with Josh. I have uh, Joel Embiid. It's these last uh, two weeks, we've seen Tatum and Jokic just not, not be able to win, win games for their, for their team when it matters. And uh, that's, that's crucial when it comes down to the last stretch, especially in the, in the NBA season. So um if if Jokic continues to 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 make to make these uh, like losses 
to like the Bulls, the Spurs, and whoa, what are you saying about the Spurs, bro? And who was who did they lose to? <laughs> Embarrassing. The uh, against last night or the the day before? Uh, they um, lost to Toronto at some point too. Yeah, Toronto. Um, yeah. So it's just the inconsistency with the Nuggets and with Jokic, what he's doing right now, and just the sheer dominance of him Embiid. He's literally putting up over 30 points every single night, over 55% shooting, and you, you know it's coming and you can't even stop them. So I have to I have to give credit where credit's due, and Joel Embiid looks like the MVP uh, of this year. It's certainly hard to argue. I mean, listen, I we did our top 10 list, uh, or I did my top 10 players in the league, which, which, by the way, I'm pretty sure that Nick Wright stole my top 10 list because yeah, if you go watch his I player pyramid – his first eight players and my eight players are exactly the same. And then he was just like, oh, I'm going to switch around a couple answers on the test so I don't look like I copied it. And then he switched <laughs> around like Anthony Davis and like threw Jai and when I had, you know, Dame and AD in there. But that's besides the point. I'm not going to say that Nick Wright blatantly stole my top ten list, okay? But I am going to say it looks pretty goddamn similar, Nick Wright, okay? I, Nick Wright's probably watching a house <laughs> call, okay? But – um, I did my top 10 list and I said, you know, I had Embiid five spots ahead of Jokic. I think Embiid is clearly the better basketball player. It's, 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 you know, it's not close for me. I think Joel Embiid is better, but I think the question of MVP is a little bit different. So I'm going to go to Joe on this man. Joe, what do you think? Who is the most valuable player in the league? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with what Embiid's doing right now. Honestly, the guy is willing that team to possibly the one seed in the East, which we probably, you know, a month, month or two ago, we didn't think was going to be possible the way the Bucks and the Celtics were looking. And now look at how the Sixers are looking. They're turning on at the right time. The only argument you can really make for Joke is to still have a shot is the fact that he's doing something that no center's ever done. He's going to, he's on pace to finish as the first center to finish averaging a triple double. So you know, there's things like that. Like Jokic has regressed a bit because the Nuggets team has regressed. I don't think he has regressed. He's still putting up the numbers he's putting up. He's still doing what he's been doing. The team around him has regressed. And I think that's what's going to hurt his overall MVP uh, candidacy. But right now it's all Embiid all the way. I mean, he's like, Josh spelled it out for you. He's doing something. I think that he became like the first uh, center since, uh, was it Shaq or the, to do what he's Will doing? Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was just, it was just a wild wild stat to, to even think about. I mean, anytime you bring up Wilt's name, all right, Wilt is one of those guys that always is in the conversation for any all-time stat. I mean, he's there for the most points in the game, you know, all these other stuff. I mean, Wilt was a gold standard. So I think that, you know, when you look at it from that standpoint, you really can't argue with Embiid being the MVP. And as long as the Sixers continue on this trajectory and he doesn't get hurt, he doesn't regress, and B's going to run away with this thing, which is, like I said, crazy to think because, as you said a month ago, this was Jokic's to lose. And unfortunately, he lost it. And not, pretty much no fault of his own because he's still doing what he's been doing all year. It's just, it's, you know, the team around him hasn't been able to do it with him. So. Yeah, listen, I completely disagree with all three of you. I would still vote for Nikola Jokic if I had to vote right now strictly based on this year. I'm not talking about last year. I'm not talking about the year before because I talked about it before. I would have voted for Joel Embiid last year. I would have voted for Joel Embiid last year. This year, I'm still going to vote for Nikola Jokic as of now. That could change over the last 10 games because things changed a lot over the, the previous 10 games. They changed a lot. Joel Embiid is much, much closer right now than, than he was 10 games ago. But Right now, I would still vote for Jokic. And again, this is a, a, a this year award. I'm not voting because he got two MVPs the last couple of years. I'm not voting on that. 
I'm voting on strictly the 2022-2023 season. Listen, he's the only clear all-star on his team, and he's still got them number one in the West by a solid margin, and he's basically averaging a 25-point triple-double on 60% shooting. And that's got to matter for something. And, and, and the, and the triple-double numbers, like, they haven't lost a game when he gets one, you know? So if he gets a triple-double, it matters. Did they end up, did they end up losing one? Yeah, the last not, two, actually. The last two, so. Okay, yeah. well, now, okay, now <laughs> they're, what, 22 and two? Still, <laughs> like, yeah, what a horrible record that is, you know? So, um, but listen, again, this is a year-to-year regular season award. I don't care who won last year or what happened in the playoffs last year. Give it to the player who was most valuable for this season. For me, this year, that is still Jokic. Again, it's clear right now that that Embiid is getting close, okay, and he definitely deserves strong consideration, okay. And I'm not I'm not going to be mad if he wins it either. But listen, he's got a legit All Star caliber player, James Harden, who by the way is averaging 21 points, 11 assists on on 44% shooting and 39% shooting from three, okay. So James Harden is balling, okay. It's not like it's just Joel Embiid out there in in Philly. Okay, James Harden is one of the best number two options in the NBA right now. And then you look at the rest of Philly's supporting cast. I would compare the rest of Philly, Philly's supporting cast to Jokic's entire supporting cast. Okay, Maxi and Murray are kind of – um, Murray's better, but Maxi is a really, really solid point guard. And then you got Tobias Harris, Michael Porter Jr., like who's better there? You, you, you look down the rosters after James Harden, like they're very similar. So I think Joel Embiid – has a much better roster around him. I think Doc Rivers is a better coach than Mike Malone. I think, you know, uh, I, again, I, I'll tell you, Embiid is better. Joel Embiid is the better player. But this is this award is not, you know, who's the better player award. It's not the, the, the NBA's best player award. It's the player who holds the most value for this season. And I think if you take Nikola, we talked about it before. If we take Nikola Jokic off the Nuggets, Nuggets are going to go way downhill because they don't yeah. have anybody else to sustain what Jokic does, right? You take Embiid off the Sixers, obviously they're going to get worse, but you still got your James Harden's, you still got your Maxis, you still got your, you know, Tobias Harris's who you can win a couple games when, when Joel Embiid goes out. You're not winning no goddamn games if you're the Nuggets and Nikola Jokic goes out. So that's where I'm at with it. What do you guys, what do you guys have to say to, to retort my Jokic argument? I would, uh, I would just say that the Nugget, the last 10 games of these Nuggets are going to really prove, prove what win. Jokic has because, yeah, Compared to the Sixers schedule, with, with what I'm looking at, the Nuggets have a tough schedule. They got they got the Suns twice. They have the Sixers. They got the Bucks. They have the Kings. They got, um, and then they have. I mean, they got a few easy games in there, but the just with those teams right there, and then they have the Nets and the Knicks. So they don't have any any games that they're just gonna uh, wake up and just steamroll in. So if they lose, and if they go five and five again in the next ten. I just don't see any way Jokic wins. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be tough for sure. Yeah, if they if they that, struggle they, over these next ten, it's going to be tough. That's what it is. They have to win. I mean, the the whole thing yeah. is right. We're we're very recency biased. Okay, you could have been the best player or you know the most valuable player for three quarters of the season, but if you finished, you know, ten and ten, and you had a five hundred record, and your team looks really abysmal going into the playoffs, but the the guy who's in second for the MVP is doing what Embiid's doing, you know, tearing off thirty plus point games consistently every single freaking time he steps on the court and they're nine and one in their last 10 and they go 18 and two or something wild like that. And B's going to get it. I mean, it, it's really what it's going to come down to because already in the last month, we've seen how the nuggets have regressed and the Sixers have, and you know, just taken off like a rocket ship. And that has done enough in the eyes of the voters and how these, and you know, to, to move the, to, to skew this in, in B's favor. And if it continues in this trajectory, 
unfortunately, as much as I want Jokic to win it because he is setting a record, you know, the averaging of the triple double is, is insane for anybody in the, in the NBA, let alone a center, no. you know? So I, I want, I think that that is important, but the problem is, is that if Embiid is going to get, ends up with the one seed, ends up, you know, going on this tear, all these other things and Jokic, I mean, they're the Denver Nuggets are by no means have a solid hold on the one seed in the West. They could end up the two. I mean, there are some teams playing very well right now. Nick mentioned the Kings. The Kings are four and a half games back. Three and a half. Three and a half games. My apologies. They're closer. (laughs) All right. So they're three and a half games back right now. And they, and they have to face the Nuggets. So they're, that could, that, those are very important games. So if, if the 76ers end up the one seed and the Nuggets regress and become a two seed, suddenly it's, uh, I just yeah. don't see an argument anymore. So it, they yeah, have then, to win. Yeah, then 100% it would be in beat at that point. But, yeah. the, but, but right now, who this is another one of the issues I have. Right now, who is the best team in the NBA? I just want to ask you guys a, a general question. Who has the best record in the NBA? Who is the best team? Milwaukee see, I, see I don't think you can say Bucks. best Milwaukee record Bucks. and best team right now are not the same. Thing. I think I think they are exactly the same, and it's the Milwaukee Bucks. So why yeah. in the hell are we not talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo as the MVP? Because he's played a similar amount of games as Joel Embiid. He's got very similar numbers, and he's got he's leading his team to a better record. So if it was all about winning and all about this and that, like why are we not talking about the best player in the league on the best team in the league as the MVP? That's my question. I, I don't I, understand. We would have been bringing up. We had this conversation months ago. It feels like it feels like so long ago. The, we were like, "Oh, what about uh, SGA? What about you know some of these other guys on these teams that aren't getting enough love because they're you know a borderline playing team?" It, it comes because and we and you said it. This is actually I'm pretty sure this is a, a exact quote from Matt. Is that winning equates to an MVP? Right, exactly. So, so, and and I would say that Giannis probably is third in the MVP voting. But the difference is, is that I don't know if they're they're winning off from the offensive standpoint of what Giannis brings as much as to the defensive standpoint of what Giannis brings. I think that offen- we the MVP is a lot like the MVP in the NFL. It is very offensive based. All right, it's very difficult for a defensive minded player to win an MVP unless you do something outrageously incredible and Giannis offensively. I don't think he is putting up the numbers that Embiid is. I don't think he's doing what? the triple double that so, Jokic is. He's not doing those things. Um, so I think, I mean, I'm going to, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with a little bit on both sides here. Giannis obviously kills it, but when I'm looking at the Bucks and I look at their complete roster, I look at Brooke Lopez's last 10 games, and let me just read off this. 21 points, 10 rebounds, 23 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, tw- uh, 19 points, 7 rebounds, 5 blocks, 24 points, 10 rebounds, 9 blocks, 26 points, 6 rebounds, 3 blocks, um, 15 rebounds, 6, or yeah, 15 rebounds, 15 points, uh, 3 blocks. So, Giannis ain't the only one out there that's dominating. Brooke Lopez. Neither is Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid has James Harden. James Harden's averaging 22 and 11 assists. So basically what I'm hearing is Jokic Jokic is the MVP. That's what I'm hearing. Yes, that's what I'm trying (laughs) to say. It's only Jokic. So so guys, guys, Monday, March 27th. Uh, Joe, you mentioned recency bias. Uh, it does come down to these last 12 games between Jokic and Embiid. That's just that's just the narrative that's going on. I I, I know what you're oh, saying with, with Giannis, Matt. I, I do agree. I wouldn't be mad 
if Jokic makes it. I mean, my my team bias, of course, I'd be I'd be upset, but both of them deserve the award. Both of them deserve the award. And it's going to come down to March 27th. Circle your calendars because Embiid is going to cook, cook Jokic's 14, you know, 20 something kickball violations. He's not he, he ain't going to be able to kick the ball once Embiid gets to the post. There's no double that's going to happen because Embiid has the shooters around him to quickly pass out of that out of that double team. But he's also making quick moves in the post. He has the least amount of post uh, post scoring or, or post moves um, or catching it in the post than he has in years prior. And that's because they're hitting him on a pick and roll. Embiid is going downhill and he's going to cook. Jokic on March 27th and that's when media votes MVP voters are going to be like oh my gosh this is it's got to be Joel Embiid's uh Joel Embiid's award they are playing the Bucks Celtics and Nuggets down the the Sixers are they're playing them down the stretch it's going to come down to these last 12 games I totally agree but I just think Embiid is has the momentum right now and once you get momentum for mvp voters it's hard to get it back for Jokic, no matter what you do unless you beat Jokic or unless you beat Embiid on march 27th yes and and listen i i like i said before you if you if you guys saw if you guys remember my my list of best players in the league Giannis was one Embiid was two so i think both of them are better than Jokic. I'm strictly just voting on this year who I think holds the most value of any player in the league in the regular season. Again, I'll take I'll take Giannis and Embiid in the postseason a thousand times out of a thousand because I know they both play two ways and they both can, can score whenever they want. But as far as value in the regular season this year, I think it is Jokic. And again, we've got three great candidates this year. Like we, these, I think these three candidates, if, if they're, you know, playing in just about any other season, like they're winning the MVP, but we got three great ones this year and it's just going to come down to the, the last 10 or so games. But right now I would still have Jokic. I'm able to change that opinion. Like if, if, you know, if, you know, like Josh was saying, if, you know, Embiid goes crazy down the stretch and, and you know, he puts up 50 on Jokic. It's going to be like, well, it's you know, what are we, what are we, what are we talking about here? You know, and it could happen because Jokic can't guard anybody and Embiid scores on everyone. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to, it's going to be interesting to see down the stretch. But with that, we're going to transition. We got a, we got a little bit of a different segment we're going to do today here on the, uh, on the Brick House. We're going some finals underdogs. Okay. So, on the past few episodes, a few different times, we've talked about, it feels like this year's NBA, like especially in the West, is is more wide open. And I don't know about these guys, but I could easily see one of those bottom four seeds winning the West. It's going to depend on who makes the play in and kind of your seedings out West. But that got me thinking about betting and in, in, in odds and in, in, in who are the favorites to win the title. So right now, the five best teams with the with the best odds to win the NBA championship, according to FanDuel Sportsbook, are number one the Bucks with uh, at plus two ninety. Then we got the Celtics who are number two at plus three twenty. We got the Suns, who are third at plus 650. We got the Nuggets at four, who are plus 750. And we got the Clippers at five, who are plus 1150, which I don't know why the Clippers are on that list, but we're going to speed right past that. Um, so the point of this segment is you cannot pick any of those five teams, okay? So you can't pick the Bucks, the Celtics, the Suns, the Nuggets, or the Clippers, okay? So I'm going to ask Josh first on this one, okay? If you can't pick any of those five teams, and I have a great idea where Josh is going Josh, with this. You already know what he's going to say. I have a great idea where he's going with this, okay? You can't pick any of those five teams. Odds to win the title outside five. the top five. Josh. Which Philadelphia 76ers team are you picking? <laughs> yes, sir. I'm going with the Sixers. Duh, of course. I sound like a broken record here, guys. The odds are ridiculous. Let me let me put it in perspective for you. With the Warriors right behind. So Sixers are plus 1,200. The Warriors are at seventh 
at plus 1300 when they uh, they've had 11 straight road losses which is a joke. Their last time they won a road game was January 30th. Joke. Sixers have eight straight wins, the longest active streak in the league, nine and one in the last 10 games. Y'all have heard that before. Two of those wins against the Bucks and the Cavs. Harden has been balling out just like you said, Matt. Let me reiterate that. He's the player you need from night to night. He'll score 38 against the Bucks, and then the very next night, he'll dish out 20 assists against the Pacers. Harden's doing everything you need, everything you need. At, for the team, he's been getting rest in that span too, which is huge. Get him rested for the playoffs. He's got three rested games in the last twelve games that they've had, and they've all they've all been wins in that in in those games. So Embiid, you know, he he played without Harden three of these games in this stretch, and he's still absolutely dominating. Maxi gave the Pacers thirty one last night, easy cool thirty one for Maxi. This team is hitting their stride at the perfect time going into the playoffs with a chance to take that number one seed. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue. I mean, they're sixth in the odds. They're, they've got the sixth best chance to win a title. Uh, I've got, uh, I, I knew you were going to go that way, so I went a different direction. But Joe, I kind of, I think I might have a direction of where you're going as well. But who oh, is yeah. your team outside the top five who you think, could, uh, who, who is the best bet to win a title? Uh, I'm about to take the bag home because uh, like the damn beam, baby, yep. <laughs> Sacramento King, you want to talk about knocking people off, closing gaps, doing things that they ain't supposed to be doing right now. The Sacramento Kings have a winning record secured. They will not finish 500 or worse for the first time in 15 years. All right. Mike Bibby was on the team the last time this shit happened. Or right? I saw a Nokia phone case that someone had with Mike Bibby on it. And it was like the capture was the last time the Sacramento Kings had a winning record. And I was like, oh my God, that is absolutely insane. I mean, these things last forever. That phone probably still works wherever it is. You probably could still use it. But I'm going with the Kings. I've been on the Kings train for the whole time. Like the beam, I'm telling you right now, when it comes straight down to it, the King, and same argument Josh just had. De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, all right? Sabonis. It is happening there in Sacramento, and they have a shot at being the one seed in the West. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I mean, it's it. it you who would have thought it at the beginning of the year, man? Sacramento is going to be the two seed right now. Have a chance at the one. You know, it's, I've been on this train for so damn long, and I'm you have, ready. You have all season. I've been on this train. Everyone's been laughing at me, okay. And I'm telling you right now, I if I if there was betting allowed in this area, if I didn't have to drive three Dude. hours to go place a bet, I would put the money on it right now for the Kings because that that number is just going to go up. It's do just you remember? Going to go up. Do, this this season reminds me of the Phoenix Suns when they got the two seed, and everybody was like, "The Suns are going to the championship." And who was at number seven? The Los Angeles Lakers with Kobe Bryant. And I, I think everybody remembers what happens. Oh, this hurts. <laughs> that's oh, uh, oh, that's what that's what's gonna happen to the Kings. So. Oh, <laughs> You're all just happy. You're all just unhappy because the the Phoenix Suns literally came three points away from having a four game skid to the Orlando Orlando Magic. All right, they're literally collapsing right now, and you want to bring up the Phoenix Suns? And I'm glad you brought them away, getting swept in the first round by a team that's in the seventh (laughs) seed. Because you know what's going to happen? It's going to repeat. I mean, they're not going to be the second seed. They're never going to. They might be the five here in a little bit. But you know, hey, you watch them leave the first round again, buddy. I'm looking forward to it. Right? My, My prediction is looking good right now i'm still riding that train we'll see what happens actually actually it's not because the clippers and the and the suns would play each other in the first round right now so what if they're not gonna gonna face each other they're not gonna face each other they're not gonna face each other the suns are gonna tank the the calves are gonna tank it's it's gonna happen 
The Kings are no, no. slotted to play the Warriors, you know. So yeah, but the, it's but kind of reminiscent. Nick, that was the road, perfect bro. analogy. They can't play oh, on yeah. the road. They and call me, call on me next. They can't play on the road. Yeah, no, we're <laughs> Joe. Joe was Joe was definitely waiting for for to get oh, some sun playoff season. Is gonna be so great, man. Oh, the sun slander. <laughs> I'm always ready for some sun slander right now. You traded away all your death pieces for a guy that I said was going to get hurt and never be on the court. He spent how many games? I think <laughs> he played three for you, and he's yeah. going to be out for three weeks weeks or more he may not even play the rest of the regular season all right and you guys have a shit schedule coming up it is a fucking dog fight so have fun with that anyways uh let's get back to some non-sun slander uh nick uh <laughs> who is your who's your less than the, the team outside the top five who you think has the best chance to win a title so i'm gonna take the team that's gonna knock out the kings <laughs> the, the four-time champs two with the two-time mvp one-time finals mvp we're gonna have oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! It's like he just got drafted. And if there's any team that can do it on the road, even though they've had a bad road record during the NBA season, I'm gonna take my chances with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green, and we're gonna ride it to the NBA uh, Finals. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, someone who's not making the NBA Finals, and that is the Golden State Warriors, <laughs> because they are they are 7-29 and 29 on the road. You want to, again, we talked about this before, you want to know the two teams with a better road record? The Houston Rock or the worst road record? The Houston Rockets and my beloved San Antonio Spurs. That's it. That is the list. There's two teams, and those and, are the two worst teams oh, in basketball. I and like I said, that, if I you're going to bet on anybody to, to have a good road record in the postseason... I'm going to bet it on the four-time champs and the two-time MVP. And I'm not. I'm just not going to do that after they were so bad on the road in the regular season. They clearly are not good. They're just not good enough this season. Wiggins isn't coming back. Draymond ain't the same. Clay's out here talking about four rings, talking about the pass, and he's not going to win another one. Okay, you guys are – the Warriors are done. Okay, I've, I've been saying the Warriors are done. The Warriors are done. I'll get off my high horse. But for me, I'm going with my team. <laughs> for me, this was pretty easy. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm going with the Los Angeles Lakers, man. I'm going with the Lakers. Oh they have the 11th best odds at plus 4,200. And I think actually Joe's Kings, who are 12th best odds at plus 6,500, that would be my second bet on the table because they're the two seed. They're really nice. But from a Lakers perspective, okay, there is two teams outside of this, outside of those top five teams that we just mentioned that have won NBA titles the past three seasons, okay? The one is the one that, that Nick just talked about, Golden State, but they're not fully healthy. And even when they've been fully healthy, they've been average. Doesn't sound like Wiggins is coming back. Draymond ain't the same. Like I said, they have no front court size outside of Kavon Looney. Their defense is terrible. So it's all on Steph Curry. I don't think he can carry a 500 team, which is exactly what they are right now, 36 and 36. I don't think he can carry them further than than the, the the second round is their ceiling in my opinion this year but for me I'm going with and the, and the other team that has made a uh, won an NBA championship in the last three years is the Los Angeles Lakers listen I've seen a banged up Lakers team even without LeBron James be extremely competitive they've been the best defensive team in the league since these trades now I don't know if LeBron is coming back because I've seen reports he might not be able to come back. And obviously, if he doesn't come back, all bets are off. You, they're not betting on the Lakers. But and, and I don't know if he's close to, to coming back right now. But the last time I saw LeBron, Anthony Davis, and a cast of role players that fit their skill sets in the playoffs, LeBron and AD are both healthy. They won a title. So for me, 
This one was pretty easy. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Lakers as my sleeper team to 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 win. The Lakers the aren't even in, in. The Lakers might not even make the playing game. Neither the Warriors might not either, bro. If you keep playing road games, Let's you guys Oreo, might not either. Listen here, the, the Lakers Suns are, are two the games 11th. away. The Phoenix Suns are two games away from the twelfth. The, when I'm looking, spot, when right? I'm looking at so the standings, anybody though, from four back can be. In when the I'm play looking at the standings, like the Lakers are the 11th seed right now. Sure. And the Suns could be there sure. in a week, bro. And, and the, yeah, and the, and the Warriors could be there to, like in two days because yeah, they'll play like, two more road games. They'll lose them both, and they won't yeah. and they won't be in the playoffs all right, anymore. All right, all right. Don't listen to this guy. Don't listen to this guy. Don't listen to that guy. Okay, that is not financial advice. Don't throw your money down the drain, guys. So. Hey, Plus twelve hundred, ride the train. Sixers nine and ten. They have the MVP. They have the points per game leader. They have the assist per game leader. Ride it. They're they're the six best odds. Oh my goodness! Or we can take exactly. offense and ride with the me. league, baby. They're the they're number the six best league, odds. Plus sixty five hundred. You can throw a grand down on that. Sixty five k in the bag, real quick. Let's get it. All right, <laughs> Kings Nation, like the beam, baby. Yeah, see, I, I like Joe's. I like Joe's better because you can put a hundred down, hundred down on the Kings. You get sixty five hundred back. You put a hundred down on the Sixers. You're only getting twelve hundred back. You know, so I am you financial wanna, you wanna, advice, baby. Best you want to get more? You're only losing hundred in the West. <laughs> Ain't no one even Facts. close. Facts. Don't matter if you don't play defense. If you put up a buck twenty every fucking game, bud. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's no doubt. There's there, there's no doubt about it. I think I think the two best bets on the board are the Lakers and the Kings because you're getting the most money for you know you're only losing a hundred bucks and you're getting the most money out of it. And I think both those teams could easily be in the NBA Finals. But now you wait, you wait. I'm gonna be ordering me a Kings hat, uh, a white chocolate jersey. I'm gonna be rocking that minute playoff start. It's coming. Yeah, I know I'm a I'm Celtics like, I, fan, but let's roll with the Kings, man. Then you're then you're gonna then you're gonna move to you're gonna move to Sacramento as well. I know that ain't gonna happen. I, I don't. I <laughs> I don't want to live in Sacramento. I mean, okay. Things are great. <laughs> okay. Now we're going to, we got to, we got to transition here. Okay. This is the final segment of the show. And it's the moment that you all have been waiting for. Okay. And no, it's not Joe's bottled tears after his beloved Purdue Boilermakers became the second number one seed ever to lose to a 16 Bro. seed, barely Dickinson in the first round of the NCAA tournament. I'm Let's add on you. to that. Purdue is the first team to lose in consecutive years to a team from New Jersey. Purdue is the first team to lose three consecutive years to a team who was ranked 13 or lower in the NCAA tournament. Purdue does this shit to me every year. I knew yes. it was happening. I fucking called it. But again, that is not the point. The point is we are introducing a new segment. Okay. This is the first ever, the debut, the introduction, the opening, the launch, the initial, the inaugural. NBA soft ass player of the week presented by <laughs> Pillow Fight. If you want the softest, most high quality pillows, mattresses, and bedding, go to PillowFight.co, where their goal is creating a for purpose bedding brand, manufacturing premium, sustainably sourced products right here in the USA, and it's for a good cause. Their corporate proceeds go to various civil rights initiatives. So go to PillowFight.co and get your high quality bedding today. But in a league full of whiners and complainers, there is no one who whines and complains more, and then at a high level. Than this guy, as evidenced by the fact he just got his league leading 
16th tech of the year and received a one-game suspension because he exceeded the technical limit and he was suspended for Friday's game versus the Hawks. We see him whine to the refs. We see him whine to the fans. We see him whine about other players. Go on his podcast and whine some more. I've seen this man hit more people in the balls than the crew of jackass. I've seen this man flip <laughs> off entire arenas of fans. I've seen this man get called out by his own mother on Twitter for playing like trash in the NBA Finals. So Without further ado, there is no drum roll necessary. This is an obvious choice. There is no person I'd rather give the inaugural NBA soft-ass player of the week award to than the one, the only, Draymond Green, everybody. Oh! Round of applause, Draymond Green. Round yes, of applause. Congratulations, yes, Draymond. Woo! Congratulations. I'm not sure which award is more valuable. This, your defensive player of the year, your championship rings, I don't know. But you get the NBA soft-ass player of the week presented by Pillow Fight. Draymond, if you think this is the most valuable award you've ever gotten, I will not argue with you, man. You did it. Take a bow. Fellas, what do you think about the first ever NBA Soft-Ass Player of the Week award presented by Pillow Fight? I don't think you could have went with a better player, bro. That's what <laughs> I'm if saying. If we're not allowed to pick the refs, that's the best next oh, player. That's the best yeah, next go. player. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For sure. For sure there we man. go. Oh, yep. We had, to, we, we, had to get, we had to get that in there, in there. Shout out to our sponsor, Pillow Fight, man. NBA soft ass player of the week. Go get your soft premium betting at pillowfight.co. It's for a good cause as well. Shout out to them. We're it's all in good fun. But Draymond, you're the soft ass player of the week, my friend. That's gonna do it for us today. That's gonna do it for us today here on the House Call Sports Brick House episode. Thank you guys so much for watching. Again, shout out to one of our sponsors. That's Liquid IV. Go get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code the checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast at liquidiv.com. I gotta get me a lot of liquid IV today because I'm going to be in the blazing ass Maui Sun playing adult league baseball. So I'm going to need a lot of liquid IV to replenish the electrolytes I'm gonna lose. Also, we are sponsored by StubHub. No matter the event, StubHub has the tickets for you. StubHub sports concert and theater tickets for as low as $6. We got huge regular season games coming down the stretch. We got, like we talked about, we got MVPs on the line and playoff spots on the line down the stretch. Go get your regular season playoff tickets at StubHub. We got the play-in tournament coming up. Go get those tickets at StubHub. We also have playoff tickets will be available at StubHub as well. So go get your your NBA tickets to whatever your favorite team is at StubHub.com. And if you are the sports fan in your life or if you have a sports fan in your life, then you need a good one sport. You need a good sport memorabilia site to get your sports merchandise. Sportmemorabilia.com is a one-stop shop to get all your authentic sporting merchandise. I personally have used sportmemorabilia.com to get Christmas gifts. Got a ton of great stuff there. I know these guys have used it as well. A lot of great stuff on sportmemorabilia.com. So go check it out. We are also sponsored by Fubo TV. Fubo TV is the world's only sport-focused live TV streaming service with top leagues and teams, plus popular shows, movies, and news for the entire household. There's no hidden fees. Go get a free trial. Browse available plans. I personally have used Fubo as well. I love that you get tons of channels you can watch college basketball march madness has been going crazy by the way we love march madness you can watch college basketball nba you can watch college football regular season football baseball tons of different sports on fubo tv so go check that out don't forget to like comment and subscribe and subscribe we appreciate all the feedback draymond if you want to get at me in the comments for giving you the soft ass <laughs> player of the week feel free be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms at the house call sports Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, Twitter. Go get our merch and meet the crew. We got blogs up. All of that is on our website, and that's www.thehousecall.com. And we'll catch you guys later. Peace.